Hello, good evening and welcome to episode 25 of Chalk Talk here on Microbrew Radio. We are live in the studio, I hope you've had a brilliant week. Our guest tonight is none other than John Attridge. Everyone gets their applause, John, how are you doing? Okay, Okay, thank you very much, thank you for inviting me. No worries at all, it's brilliant to have you here. You had a good week? Very good week. Yeah, that's good, that's good. Uh, It's good to see you in uh, good health as well. Yes, uh, the news I had about me, uh, obviously, you, you don't know, I had a bit of a heart scare and things are looking up from being revolved 27% up to 37% and I'm on the mend, so yep, things are looking health-wise a lot better. Excellent news, mate. Excellent news. I'm sure everyone will agree. So we'll jump straight in. We'll uh, we'll get started with the questions. Um, when I said I was going to have you on the show, a lot of people kind of said, you know, oh yeah, John, John the referee, but... You're also a handy player as well. He's played quite a lot back in my day. Still playing now. Played against fellow referee last night, Daryl Hibbard, who plays for the Chestnut at Derby, and uh, managed to win my frame. So I'm, I'm still knocking them in. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, how did you get into Paul originally? I used to live on Alexander Street, and at the bottom of the street was a pub called the Football Tavern. And my brothers used to go in there, and they'd never let you in. Till you were 18, and I never actually went in the pub till I was 18. And they were playing pool in there. Anyway, I used to play snooker at the Merlin Youth Club, and that's what I did. Never ever played pool. Mm-hmm. And then they were in the league, I joined the league, and I, I just took to pool. And then one night, on a cup night, we played this team called the Grandstand, and they were full of superstars. What we would call now Rob Chambers, John Chambers, John Giles, Lakin, Jack Williams. They were they were fantastic. Yeah. They absolutely whooped us four 0 And I thought, I want to be like them. I want to be as good as them. So I was playing for this football tavern B and I wanted to get into the A team. So I was going to tournaments and everything you could think of. I'd entered it just to improve my game. Yeah. And eventually I got to the top and we won the Premier Division in Derby, seven years on the trot, the Super Cup, League Cup. And all the titles that go with it. I mean, I won the Derby double seven years on the trot with John Giles. Fantastic player. He's played with us. John Chambers, Rob Chambers in Team Air Cup promotions. One of the tournaments we used to go in. That was our team for years. Very successful. Uh, Certain circumstances led to disbanding that team. And that's when the Desi Daredevils took over. But we were the first team from Derby to win the Golden 8-ball. John Chambers, Rob Chambers, Jack Whelan, John Giles, fantastic yeah, team. Yeah, strong team, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I was going to ask you later on in the show, but you've already mentioned it, so tell us a little bit more about the team haircut promotions. Well, what it was, um, I used to run the uh, England setup, and uh, I was the manager of the juniors. Julie used to do the youth, and I had another guy, Ian Hood, who's got the corn exchange derby. He was running the under-21s, and we used to swap round in that. And you'd come across these players... And then you're in pubs, you see competitions, and I thought, right, I'll put a team together. So anyway, I was losing my air, and Rob Chambers said, I've got a name for you. <laughs> team Air Cup Promotions. John Giles was bold. Rob was losing it. He shaved his off, so John <laughs> shaved his off. So all, all four of us turned up with no air. <laughs> so that was called Team Air Cup Promotions, and that's how it come about. Brilliant. But we won some we won some titles. Yeah, I bet you Great did, yeah. team, great team. Yeah, no doubt at all. Um, so, 
you know, kind of at what point did you realise, obviously, like you said, you, you wanted to get into the A team, you wanted to do well, you wanted to be as good as the top players. Was that the point you realised that this was going to be kind of like a long-term love for the game? Yes and no. I've still got the love for the game. Um, I'll, I'll always, you know, I just love the pool and I love watching players. And this is how I got into refereeing. There was a guy, and he's died now, the late Alan Marshall, and he asked me to go see this guy called Josh Turnbull to do the BAPTO finals. Yeah. And I had a bit of experience. I was a grade D referee for the EPA. And that's how I got into refing. He asked me, and we ended up, me and Josh between us, making the black ball referees. And it, we built from there. And then obviously the counties. But what people don't realise, I'm one of the founder members with Mike Levens, Jenny Levens, Alan Marshall, Johnny Herbert, Johnny Clark from Sheffield, great pool player. We were the founder members of the English Black Ball Pool Federations. And that's how we started with eight county teams. And we built, and if you look at the Black Ball counties now, it's massive. It's massive. But what people don't realise, them early days, the hard work and effort we had to do to get teams and get the counties running. I mean, we were che- we were going against the EPA. Yeah. And if the... And they were they were they ran well, they were successful, but them rules were dying. And that's why they moved to world rules. And then we obviously playing in these BAPTO competitions and I had seen a little with Alan Marshall, there's a loophole here for to set yeah. our own counties up and that's how the counties evolved. Yeah. I mean, with anything great that you have, it has to be tough at the start, you know, it, nothing's ever that simple. And well, as, you, as you say, it would have been tough at the start, starting something like that. I can tell you now, we've gone to places like, and the bus driver's paid for us. <laughs> <laughs> John Chambers and Rob Chambers will tell you that, definitely. Yeah, great. It, the fun, there were fun times as well. Yeah. As much as hard work there were, you, we had such a laugh. And you, you don't go out with them people without enjoying, you've got to enjoy it and you've got to have a laugh and you need them people around you. Yeah, of course you do, yeah. And then the, the game's evolved now from being just a, a game in the pub. It's, mm-hmm. like I say, I'm refing money matches now. I would have never have dreamt 25, 30 years ago I'd be doing a money match for £80,000. Yeah. First to 31, it's 25 to 40,000, 20,000. I'm, you know, I'm going all over the country doing money matches and what have you. I mean, you know, I won't say how much I get because my wife's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Only got a tenner tonight, love. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Brilliant, and uh, yeah, it's with the ultimate pool as well on a Monday night. It's getting bigger. Yeah, pool was in a good position at the moment, but you'll always have that divide. The EPA were—they know they were going down. They've gone from world rules to international rules. They're just a little touch on from black ball. Yeah, and we know it, and they know it, but they won't admit it. They'll say, "Oh, yeah, it's you know international rules. They're not. They're just the reversion of the Chinese eight ball." Mm. And they knew they had to change because black ball is massive. And, it, yeah. and that's why they changed them rules because yeah. they were dead and buried. I've not had many people on the show, if any, actually, now trying to think about it in the in the 25 shows we've had. I've not had anyone, I don't think, that prefers, you know, them kind of world international rules to black ball. No. Black ball is the one, I think, for everyone. Yeah, I think more people are playing black ball that... Don't get me wrong about the ultimate and the international rules. The money's there, the sponsorship's there, so they want to be on telly on a Monday night. Now, if I was as good as them, Dave, I'd be over there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, it's a nice yeah. little earner. You can't you can't blame them for wanting to go over. No, not at all. 
But, you know, I look at my achievements, county finals, seven years on the trot with the youth side. Nobody could beat us. And that's when I used to go to Barnsley. Oh, I've got a player, Alan Marshall, ring him up. You come and have a look at this Julius Wilson Wolf. And you go all over, you know, you go to Barnsley, have a look like, he's a great player. So, do I have to have trials? He says, no, there's no trials in them days. You're in. Yeah, you're in, yeah. Then uh, I get another phone call. There's a guy at the Tutbury Working Men's Social Club at Tutbury, James Cox. He was only 12, and I thought, I couldn't believe how good he was. So he, I said, and his dad was there, Mick and Carol. I says, oh, well, there's any chance of uh, you can come and play for England? And he nearly fell off his chair. He says, you what, play for England? This is the start of it, building it all yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, what a player he is. He did me 4-0 on, on Sunday in the singles. Did he really? Yeah, he I, did, did. I didn't know that. Did. No, no. To be fair, to be fair. It could have easily been the other way around, but I couldn't pot a plant, so... <laughs> yeah, this this is what I had to do, yeah. you know, like that. And then South Normanton, Derbyshire, I, Ripley, going to have a look over at Tom Lamming, Sean Hancock, Liam Bullock. Travelled miles, yeah. miles to look at these what players. And then you've got a team turning up. Jack Whelan, Craig Lakin, James Atteridge, James Cox, Liam Bullock, Tom Lamming. There's no nobody's getting near them. They all played for England and they all played for Derbyshire. Yeah, great players. Round. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now, sadly, the setup isn't as good. Not because I'm not running it or any, it's nothing to do with it. it. They're all interested in their own little setup: the men's B, the men's A, the C team, the ladies. Mm. Where's the youths? Nobody's running a youth side in Derbyshire. Really? You've got Pooch's lad going to play for Nottinghamshire. He shouldn't be going to play for Nottingham. He should be playing for Staffordshire or Derbyshire. That's where he's on the doorstep. Yep. And that's the sad thing. That's the only sad thing I've got about Paul round our way now, that nobody can put the effort in that I did. Because I made us successful. And I'm not bragging, but it was hard work. And I got them there. To win seven county finals takes some doing. Yeah, it does, yeah. And eventually, after that, we've come the England, I've become the England manager. I set all that up. That was hard work again. Talking about bus drivers, I played one of the bus drivers' kids to make the numbers up. <laughs> we, st- we, we played players like Ben Davis, Simon Ward, Sam Wintle, Perry Foster, absolutely legends of the game. And they were just dicking us 7 0, 9 0, 11 0, and that we weren't getting anywhere near them. It took us two years to even be- compete with them. Yeah. But after about three or four years, built a team for England and we beat them. That was the start of the turnaround now, and England's successful. And good luck to them that's running it now. Yeah, no, you know, yeah, it's, definitely, it's good. But it was hard starting yeah, again. It, it always, it always is. It's ne- it's never just an easy start. And I mean, you've shown there the persistence. You've got for, to you be know, persistent. Two two years, not really getting anywhere before you can compete. But then to still be there after them two years, because a lot of people just give up, won't they? Let's be honest. You I know. mean, I'm going to tell you something now, and he probably won't thank me for telling you on air. Jack Whelan used to turn up, we used to go everywhere. And this is when we were building, couldn't win a frame. He'd be sitting in that corner crying his eyes out because he lost. Tournament after tournament. Now look at him. Yeah. <laughs> world champion going across the world playing nine ball. That's the players I had playing for me. You know, I'd never dreamt that he'd be a world champion and he'd be going to Malaysia playing nine ball, poor yeah. Chinese eight ball and whatever he does now. Great play, yeah. It does, it does a lot, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what you know. That's what can evolve out of it. Oh, of course, yeah, definitely. I mean, <clears throat> you've obviously got got quite a lot of achievements. What would you say was your best achievement in your playing career? 
winning that doubles seven times with John Giles because it was the old rules and we didn't go into black ball until later on mm-hmm. when, they, when they were getting popular and what have you but still won it black ball yeah. as well but I used to get him the two shots and he used to clear up. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's how yeah, great partnerships it, work. But I did a lot of finishes myself. I mean, I, yeah, I could go on and tell you who we beat and what have you and all that stuff. And I used to have players come up to me afterwards and say, do you ever put any balls? <laughs> he used to leave it to John like, but he was so good. Yeah, You just get him two and that was it, done. And then uh, won it with Lee Stevenson. Uh, a guy called Panjit Singh. His lad was a great player. He played for Derbyshire, Ravi. You know, it wasn't just with Johnny Giles. It was I'd won it with quite a few different players. Mm-hmm. Ian Geldard, another player, another top player. And they were similar players to my style as well. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I used to get you two. We'd won it both ways. So that that is one of my best achievements, you know, winning that doubles seven times on the trot and 14 times in total. It's a lot in the 25-year yeah, span of playing pool. It's good going, yeah. yeah. I don't know if we win it seven years on the trot now. There's that many good players about. <laughs> That's Yeah, I mean, Paul has progressed massively. We're going to go into that in a, in a bit because that's something that we can have that conversation with. Um, in your time that you played, what was the best venue that you played in? I can imagine you've been in a lot of venues, John. So. The first venue as such for a pool hall... Don't know. You may have heard of it. It was called Mar Bakers. Okay. And that's when the pool players turned professional. Uh, Ross McGuinness, Jelly Baby, Dave Dolman, Scotch Alex, Mick McGoldrick. And they all come to Derby. And I went in this pool hall and I thought, wow. I thought it was great. And these, these players were here like, and they, they did a pro tournament and what have you. And... Uh, that's another reason why I got into referee. They had a referee there, and I thought, I want to watch them live. I want to be close to them. Yeah. There's one way of getting there. That's be a referee. Front row, yeah. Front row, brilliant. And and that's that was another reason why I got into refereeing. You, you get to best seat in the house. Mm-hmm. You can't beat it. Yeah. Yeah. That, I'd say Mar Baker's was one of the best venues, but it was the first venue. I'm trying, the, the, one of the best that we played at was in Walsall. Back in the EPA days, oh, I've never played on tables like it. Really, no, they were super. I don't know whether they were supreme, but there were no rolls. The cloths were beautiful. There was loads of room out. You had you had your men's A, you had your men's B. There was no C teams then because it was old EPA. You mm-hmm. had your ladies and you had your youth sides. There was room around all the tables and everything. There's not many venues like that. No. Even the Corn Exchange when they have their counties there. There's a lot of people in it. It is claustrophobia. But that is a great venue. There's no doubt about it. It's the best venue in Derby by, by a mile. And the table one, John Chambers comes over every now and again and plays on it. Paul Eaton does. And they love it. Yeah. He, he does look after the tables. They're brilliant. But I do like Potters, the way they've set that up at Swaddling Coat. I think that's a nice little yeah, venue. They've done, they've done very well because, you know, a few years ago it was just snooker tables. And I, play, I used to play snooker up there. And to see what it is now, and the amount of pool tables, and the, you know, it doesn't matter when you go in. I've been in on like Tuesday midday, and it's there's loads of people in there. It's it's very good to see, and as you say, it's they've set it out very well. They would try and what a lot of these venues do now when they have the money matches, they copy the corn exchange, mm-hmm. put the table in the middle, yeah, put all the tables around the side, and then all the sponsors' logos are there and what have you. Mm-hmm. Now, wherever you go and do a money match and you look live stream, 
They're all set up like that. Yeah. That they were the first. He did it professionally and it was good. Yeah. Dorman on. Obviously me refing it. Oh that it's a lovely place to ref. If you've ever come to do a money match and yeah. you've got one at the corn, you want it's different atmosphere. You did George there, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did George Turney, yeah, against Pete Wright. And uh, I did George Turney against um, Jack Hegerbottom at Bert Murphy's Doncaster. Yeah, That's another nice venue. I just did a big tournament with Scott Price a few weeks ago at uh, Murphy's, mm. it, uh, the referee from Ultimate Pool. And he goes, these are brutal. He says, I don't know how you do them, John. He says, ah, they're playing first 18. And he was a bit unlucky, Scott was, because every game he, I gave him the pick. I says, pick a game. Yeah. He picked the longest ones. My matches were finishing quick. I did Carl Cope and um, Tobias Bolt from London, and it was 18 5, and it was done in about an hour and a half. Oh. Two and a half hours later, Scott's still refing. <laughs> God. <laughs> so, well, yeah, but that was a nice venue. But, yeah, it, but again, that setup was all done like the Corn Exchange Derby, you know. Yeah. And uh, George Turney, when he beat Jack Light, he says, nice table. And then. Uh, he asked me then, like, would I be refing the P right game? I said, yeah, I'll be doing that at the Corn Exchange. But uh, I was surprised they had a return. P went over there, fair's due to him, and he lost over there as well. But I don't know what's gone off. I don't know if you could tell us why did George Turney play Carl? That should have been playing tomorrow, shouldn't it? I obviously I've got them all on social media, um, so I can only I can only say what I've seen, um, and. George, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. I think George was getting a bit of. I think he he written quite publicly about him getting a bit of stick from people over here. I don't know if they were Carl's friends or whatnot, but you know it's build up to a money match. It's a lot of money. It's you know yeah. people probably will try and get in your head, but yeah, I I believe that's why that's why he called it off. That's what you put on social media anyway. That's as far as I can go with it. But Kyle managed to to fill a game still with with Cole Bedford today. Um, if anyone knows the score of that, by the way, if you could drop me a message, because I, neither of us know the score. So drop me a message, or if you want to go through microbrewradio.com, pop it on there and we'll have a we'll have a look and see how Kyle's getting on. Hopefully he's getting it done. Um, but yeah, it was a bit of, bit of an odd one, because that, that game, as a return, after Kyle winning the one here, had a lot of build-up. I, just, I, th- I think he lost his backers, because he's lost a couple since then as well, hasn't he? Ah, backers is a good <coughs> shot, actually. That's, yeah. that, uh, I don't know, but... It'll come out eventually in the wash. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah definitely. We'll see. Yeah, 100%. We'll go into your refing now because, we, we, you know, we've spoken about your pool and your achievements and we've, we've spoken a bit about everything else. I've just had a message on my phone, so I'm going to have a look in a minute. Hopefully that's someone telling me the score. But, um, you know, do you want to tell the, tell the people listening just how you got into your refereeing originally? Through, um, how can I put it? Uh, have you heard of the CIU? No. Working men's social clubs. They're affiliated the union for the working men. So anyway, they, they used to run a tournament, a singles and a, a three-man, and they needed a referee. Anyway, it was world rules, and I didn't... <laughs> I don't no, know world rules, yeah, never no. done them. So anyway, I said, yeah, well, I'll That was along. tough then. Yeah, so I went, you know, I went along and basically blagged it. And a lot of people know that now, so I've gone there and I've refed it. And, that. and the first thing that happened was like t- jaw total snooker. And I went, luckily enough, I knew the players. And they says, uh, yeah, it's total snooker, John. I said, okay, total snooker cords. And then that means you can pick the white up, but you don't get a free ball. Yeah. I learned very quickly. 
as a referee, you pick things up quick. Yeah. And that's how I got into it. He, he says, do you want to go? It's a 10-year contract. So I got working for the CIU, and then it went from there. And I say, he introduced me to Josh Turnbull. We set the black ball referees up. We had the, the English referees, black ball federation. We've got, I think at the moment, we're standing at about 40 referees. We're lucky to have four when we started. Yeah, that's brilliant. So, and they, they all they all want to progress. Like Daryl Liberty had him a few months ago, and I won't say training, but putting them through the ropes. How you address the table, how you talk to people, what to look for. It's not about you know. It's not basically turn up, ref, set the balls up. Yeah. Call your fouls. You're always going to have idiots in that crowd, and you know you are. And I've told you. Yep. So, and that's so, how I am. I, yeah. I, I tell them what it is, and you've got to get into them straight away, because if you do, the rest of the night's going to be yeah, easy. How essential is that, is having control massive, of them? Massive. If you can get that crowd in your pocket, you ain't having any trouble. You're not having any trouble. The hardest game I ever did, Ryan Baker, and um, what's his name? Guy from Chesterfield. Anyway, I did it at Lennon's. Okay. That was hostile. Really? That was hostile. It was the worst one going, and he was, this guy was saying to me, and that was in the days when you had to wear a suit. So I've turned up in my referee and suit and all that stuff. And I thought, how am I going to get out of this? So this guy kept going on and all. So I went over, stopped the match, went over to him and all that stuff. I said, you do realise, you know, I'm not just a referee. I says, I don't get this suit just for refing. I says, I'm a qualified doorman. I says, I work the doors in Derby. So now if you want to carry on, you carry on. Yeah. I called his bluff. And he calmed down. <laughs> That's a true story, that. Walking off like a penguin. Like. Yeah. yeah, there was a guy a guy in there, like, I'll mention his name, Martin Taylor, and a uh, good snooker player. And Once he'd had a few beers, he was just going, oh, yeah, you blind yeah. ref, that was a foul. And he was shouting out all nonsense for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. So I've gone to Sean. I said, look, you need to get these out. But he wouldn't chuck them out. He said, spending £500 here a week. And that's what you you don't want to hear. They, yeah, you've no, got yeah. you've you know you've got to think of them two players. Mm-hmm. They were playing Definitely. for ten grand, yeah, five grand a man. That's a lot of money. Well, at that stage it, it was. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, yeah. it's it's still a lot now, but people are playing for bigger money and more money, aren't they? Yeah. And speaking of which, Ben Menzies has very kindly dropped me a message. Oh, first ben. of all, I know Ben. First of all, he said you're the goat. So you know, there's a nice compliment. Cheers, Ben. Thank job. you very much. He's had a, a few warnings in his time. I bet he has. He's on next. We've got him in next week. I'll uh, I'll explain more about that later. But he's given us the score for the Kyle's game. Now Kyle was nine six down. So with me telling you that, what do you think the score is now? I'm say nine six down. He's probably fifteen twelve up. He's twenty eight fourteen up. Twelve. He won fourteen on the bounce. Unbelievable. Well, it's not unbelievable. I because I ref all Kyle's games. Some home. Uh, all the home games, some away games. And the way that guy's progressed in the last two years, it's unbelievable, scary. That is, mate. But it don't surprise me watching him, when I'm no, refing and yeah. watching him, I just, how good he's got now is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I watched him play the doubles with Dave Gilbert. They've got a good chance of winning it. Yeah. There's no oh, doubt about it. Yeah. You know, it's, I know it's a short format and it's against the clock and what have you, but they've got as good as chance as anybody in that. 100%. And good luck to him as well. Yeah, and definitely. I hope you're going to win your money match, Kyle. Go on, Kyle. Finish it off. Um, we'll go back into your refereeing now. Thanks for that, Ben. Appreciate it, mate. Um, would you rather... I mean, obviously... Have you have you refed in kind of competitions before? 
done county finals. I still do county finals now. I've did the BAPTO finals for 20 years. All the 14 of them were at the Tower Ballroom. A lot oh, of people yeah. didn't get to play at the Black Bull Tower. The only chance of seeing ours when it's strictly come yeah. dancing. But I've actually played there. We got to the semi-finals uh-huh. before I took up refing. And then I've, I've ref there, taking 32 referees onto the 32 tables, which we don't have now. They can't afford that, you know, yeah. just too much. So you have eight, you either have eight referees, four referees, and you have a walk round. And can we have a referee table 14, please? And one of us will be assigned to four tables, and then somebody else like them, they'll be their tables, and that's how you do it. Yeah, I mean that's a good answer. So that that leads into my question: Would you rather ref a money match, or would you rather ref at county finals? I'd rather ref a money match. Yeah, you don't know how hard work. It can be. I can imagine. You're starting at nine o'clock on a... Well, we're going in a few... Well, in November. We start at nine o'clock and we're still there two o'clock in the morning. Now, the good thing, it's took a long while to get me to the committee. I said, look, you've got to have spare referees. We need a rest. Yeah. So now I go and do four hours then go and have an hour and a half off. Yeah. Now, that hour and a half is massive. You need that oh, rest. Definitely. Then you imagine. come back, somebody else does another four hours. You do, it works well now. It's not as brutal as it used to be, but it's still brutal. It takes its toll on you. Yeah, I but I love it because I've been, I was there from the beginning, like I said, found a member. And to go to them county finals and see so many people enjoying themselves and playing pool. Yeah, it's amazing. And you walk in like, and they just, hey, John, you're all right. Oh, you know, you, and I was we're starting to see a lot of new faces. Yep. Like, you know, I, I went to the county finals last year and, there was guys there, and, you know, lady players and that. Never even seen or heard of. Yeah. But there's that many now playing Blackpool. We're getting, you're not getting the same old faces. There's no. different players coming through. There's so many, I mean, I've just got back into Staffordshire and, you know, at the trials, there's, there's quite a lot of us got in. And it's, like you say, it's just always a kind of refreshment of faces. So. It's nice. Um, I'm doing the uh, Admiral Taverns in October. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they ask a price and what have you and all that stuff. And it says, how many referees do you want? And it starts at two o'clock and it's going to be done for eight. They think it's going to be done for eight. Now, they're running the comp. I know they're probably still there for ten. Yeah. So, when you've been in this game, refing and that, you use your head. There's a referee, Matt Clark, fantastic referee, great lad, lives in Preston. So, once we get to that final, who's refing that final? It's not the mighty J. No. It's Matt Clark. Matt. I'll be on my way home back to Derby. Yeah, because he's going. He's yeah. only about ten minutes away yeah, in the car. Not far, is he? So yeah. you've got you, you've got to think like when you're doing tournaments and that. I've got or a money match. I've turned money matches down. Yeah, I could have gone to Bristol. Do I want to drive two and a half hours for two hundred quid? No, probably not. I don't need it. I don't. I don't want to do it. And you know, Shane Thompson, Ian Alley. Oh, it's a great game and that. Yeah, fair dues, but. Well, Ricky Lloyd's going. To, Ricky Lloyd was going to do it for one seven five. We'll get Ricky Lloyd to go and do it for one seven five. Yeah. If you know, if you if you want the ref, you pay the money. Yeah, and, definitely. And I can actually dictate what I want, and I would, you know, I do get it if I want it. Yeah, of course. But I like them little tournaments, them little brewery comps. You know, you go and ref them and like and what have you. It's brilliant. But the county finals, the brutal, but I still love it. Yeah. I mean, Harvey Elmhurst. I mean, he won't have anybody else. I'm the senior referee, and I. I I tip the referees there and I say, like I say, you have all your breaks and you need that. But 
are you all right? He's saying, okay, are you all right? Are you all right for November? Are you all right? <laughs> Don't worry, Harvey, I'll be there. Don't worry, Harvey. I know yeah, you're listening. He'll be listening, yeah. Don't worry, Harv. We'll make sure John's there. Don't <clears> worry. <throat> um, so, obviously, you said you'd rather ref a money match. How do you stay focused for so long? Because, as, as you said, you know, prior to the show when we were speaking, some of these matches can go on for a Hours. ridiculous amount of time. Yeah. How do you keep... A lot of people would just kind of lose focus. And the thing is, I've noticed with, with Paul, which everyone will notice, is that any shot can be a foul. You know, anything can happen on any shot. It doesn't matter, doesn't matter what it is. So how do you stay focused for, you know, because you've got to be focused for every shot, for every match. And if you, as you said earlier, if it goes 20 all, that's 40 frames. How do you do it? It's, it's hard, Well, it's, it's not hard work. It's something you get accustomed to. Because you do your matches and what have you. And you're thinking there's a lot of money on it, you know. Whoever wins that frame now is picking forty thousand up. Yeah, and it's I know it's not him that's going to get that forty thousand, but he's going to get a share of that pot. Yeah, but I do know as well. There's two hundred people it's in that audience else. who's mm-hmm. had a thingy, right? So if yeah. you've got a red and a yellow close together and they go up and down the table, and I've had it, and uh, you, you call foul, and they're all shouting out, "No, hit the yellow first! Hit the yellow first! You've got to get it right." Yeah, of course. There's right. no ifs and buts. Yeah, of course. I mean. Um, Kyle Brown, do you know big Kyle Brown from Carlisle? Uh, the name rings a bell. I've he was playing uh, come across Billy it. Webster in the final at Derby. And this is the first time VAR was used. Oh, really? So anyway, it was something like 18 all. I call foul. And he goes, no, no, he hit the yellow first. I said, listen, I've made my decision. So he says, well, can we play the stream? But, you know, can we play it back? So I've gone to the, the guy on the stream. I says, can you go back? He said, yeah. So we stopped the match, we went back. Is right, and he goes, How did you call that? I said, You've just got to concentrate, you've yeah, got to be focused, yeah. you've got to watch every shot. Yeah, you can't, you know, you know, when you get these standing at the other end of the table and say, Did he hit the cushion? Well, how could you see from there? You've got to put yourself in the position yeah. to make sure you're on top. Of course, you do not want to make an error. No, 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 not for that amount of money, especially. No, because they will, you're there now, Dave. Social media, yeah, they would, they'll hang you. Yeah, oh, definitely. But you know what? For you to still be the most sought after referee, about after all of this time as well, I mean that to me shows me that you've not really made many, if any. I errors, don't you know think I mean? I've made a wrong decision, and there's not many refs since I've been doing money matches. The only thing I can remember was racking the balls. You know, you got the two yellows and the reds, and now they're thinking I'd got the red and the yellow in the wrong way around. Now that is concentration. But the players are always watching. Yeah. But it wakes you up because that means you get you you are getting tired and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I, you know, Dave. At the end of the day, if you've got two balls in the corner and you put them behind the, the yellow at the top, and he's on reds and he's got to come off two cushions, get yourself in the right position. Oh yeah, of course. That's all you've got to do. Yeah. It, it it doesn't make you the best referee. It just shows that you are doing your job properly. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I've refed them all, John Chambers, money matches. John Giles' money matches against Craig Lakin. I've done loads of Craig Lakin's money matches. Seb Webb. Carl, like I said, Carl Coat now. You know, Jeff Allen. When you're going to Murphy's at Doncaster and you're coming from Derby and they want you to ref, they're asking you for a reason, aren't they? Mm. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely, mate. Yeah, but no, that's good. You know, long mate, continue, mate, to be fair. I wish it was because I was a top pool player, but... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't put yourself down. No, Remember no. them doubles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't That's matter. It, you still exactly. got to win them, haven't you? Exactly. 
you've got to pot them balls, pot them blacks. Would you say there needs to be more referees? Yeah, we, we, we're getting there. I mean, at the, like I said to you at the moment, we've got 40, and I think I'm on not. I think it's October. The, I'm not sure the date now. I'll, I'll have to have a look at my diary. Paul Thompson, the chairman of the Black Bowl, uh, I'm doing I'm doing a referees course there that day at Man at Towers. It's on a Sunday. I think there's another there's another twenty odd refs coming there then. So okay. we're going to be, but I don't want to be overloaded with referees because I'm not going to mention a name. I've got a referee now. It's just passed the exam and, he's, and he thinks he can turn up and do a money match. You can't. No. You've got to. You've got to get to that position. You've got to start somewhere. You've got to start at that cup final in your local league, and or somebody playing for a ten of you know best of eleven. I know it sounds petty, but you've got. Uh, it's a good warm up, though, isn't it? Yeah, you got to start knowing, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, but they do think that you know because they've passed it and they're going to they're going to go out there and Ref no ten grand game. No, it, it won't happen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's fair. Um, what would you say to anyone that was thinking of getting into it, but not, you know, not 100% sure if they wanted to or not, but it had been playing on their mind? How would you entice I'd someone? I'd encourage some, everybody who wants to, if they want to watch top players play, they don't have to do big money matches, but they can do all the finals and they, they, they could go to county finals and they can be part of the setup. It's great. And, the camaraderie between everybody that's in pool and whatever, you get to know people, you met new friends, and it's 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 lovely. You know, when you walk into the venue, they say, hi, John, you're all right. They're all shaking your hands and that. And then just say Jeff Stelling from down the road. He comes in, he becomes a referee. Before you know, they're all going, hey, all right, Jeff, how are you? Yeah. Love it, this is great. Then you're having a few beers, you know, the end of the de- you know the week and what have you. you. You don't get that in many sports. You know, you, you know everybody from Liverpool, Manchester, Newcastle, you know, I know ev- everybody ra- around the UK. When they know me as well, yeah. <laughs> they see me enough from the stream. <laughs> but it, t- there is a funny thing to it, you know. When you could be going somewhere and say, "You're right, John." And you look at him, you think, "Who are you?" He says, "Oh, I, I play pool for in in the Rochdale League." He says, "Yeah." He says, "I, I, says, I, uh, I watch a lot of your." When you're doing the stream like, cause I like, like, you know, I like Paul blah 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 and that. He says, yeah. He says, uh, he says, uh, I've seen you on like a stream. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, and they know your <laughs> yeah. name and, yeah. and he recognised me. Yeah, that's, well, that says everything you need to know, there, doesn't it? You know what I mean? It really does. Yeah, it really does. Um, something that I find really interesting. You mentioned it earlier in the show. We spoke about it prior to the show. I think it's amazing. One of the founding members of the EBPF. Now, we think of how big the EBPF is now. You know, Torts was behind the process of that starting. We had a phone call off uh, Alan Marshall, and it was his gig. He wanted to get the county set set up. And uh, there was a little whisper of London, which was Jenny Levins, who's passed away now, and her husband, Mike. And uh, with me from where I am in Derby. Uh, then you've got Alan Marshall, who's from Sheffield, Doncaster, Barnsley, and all that, and John Clark was from there. And you've got Johnny Herbert, he's passed away, bless him. He was from Coventry. We went to, to a travel lodge down London, and uh, we all met in there, and just sat around the table, and then uh, they mentioned this guy called 
Tony Batch. And uh, says he's going to put everything together. You know, we're going to set it all up. Anyway, going back, and I'm still involved with the you know EPA and all that stuff. And Ivor Edwards, Ivor Powell, they all turn around and says, "You won't last six. You won't last six months. You'll fold." I says, "Oh, really? Look where we are now." Nothing that fuels me more. Yeah, he said we would not last. The exact words was, "You're not going to last six months, John." Tell you that now. And I says, well, we've got Alan Marshall behind us, and we said, we've got these from London, like, and then they did their counties, we did ours, we've got Staffordshire and Derbyshire, then we've got um, Nottinghamshire involved, we've got Leicestershire, the early years for a while, just enough to get us going, and yeah. then we started off with eight, and now look what we've got. It's incredible. Yeah, we started off with eight counties. Eight counties. Yeah. And they played at a place called Henger Manor, Cornwall. And Staffordshire won the very first county finals. That's crazy. Derbyshire, I've won it once with Derbyshire A and actually played in every match. Um, that's when we had Jack Whelan playing for us. Um, won the Bees twice. The only one with, as you get older, you're not as good as what you used to be. And we played uh, playing the C team. We got to the final and I thought, come on, we can win this. And yeah, I've got set. Sean Johnson on last at 13 all against, uh, I think it was Ricky Jones actually from South oh, Yorkshire. Yeah, Ricky, yeah. yeah and uh, he had him won and he, he absolutely threw it away. And I, that would have, I'd have had the full You'd collection. Because yeah. I've, I've won the seniors as well. Oh. Me, Lee Stevenson, John Giles, Reggie Gill. Reggie, you've had in the yeah. studio. And uh, I. I I th- you know what? You know when you go with achievements as well. I think that's one of my best achievements: winning it with that, that team. Yeah, definitely. You know, they were great players. John Giles, Lee Stevenson, absolutely fantastic players, and Marcus Smith. I mean, I don't know if he, he used to play in the Burton League. Great player. Yeah. You know, we we've had some right players. You know, we've been blessed. But yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, going back to that's how the county started, and yeah, it'd have been nice to have won that season, get the full set, but. You know I what? don't play county now. No. 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 That's fair. I mean, it's it's strange, but I feel quite honoured to actually... I miss it, but I love the grandkids. And I've got the grandkids. And nah, you, you, it, you've got, yeah. you know... You, you, family you first, like, mate. Yeah, family Simple. first. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, I feel quite honoured to be talking to you, purely because I think people take Paul for granted. Like, I absolutely love Paul. And when you think of County Paul and, you you know, you go and you trial now, and if you make finals, it's great, and you go and have a great few days away with your mates and whatever. But you don't think about... How it all started. Yeah, no one ever thinks about that. You don't think them early days were... In, you know, eight counties. And now look at it. Yeah. People take it for granted, mate. And it's it's mad that you're one of the founding members. I think it's unreal. Yeah. It's a, it's a great... It's a People great don't... Stat. You know, you could go to that... You could go anywhere in the country and you could ask them, say, who's the founding members of it, the EBF? Won't have a clue. Nobody would have a clue. No. Not a chance. No, you can go on... Like, you, can go, you can Google it. And and it'll come up and it'll show you all the members there and who was there, like, you know. I bet the people don't even know who John Clark is. He was probably one of the best players in the country. Well, at that time, there was another guy from uh, Mark White from London who's absolutely one of the best players I've ever seen in my lifetime. And, I mean, I've seen some good players. And, obviously, various reasons they've gone different paths, like, you know, like the Alan Mitchells. Uh, you know, how he's, if he was playing these rules now... Nobody get near him. Yeah, you know that's. It's all about timing, isn't it? That's it. You know, like Tommy Donlin. If these rules were about when he used to play, he was he got to number two in the 
the world by playing attacking pool when everybody was tapping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, no, it's it's unreal. Eight counties, that, that, that's blown my mind because, it, again, you don't think about that starting point. The starting point's always really, not low, but it's, it's as you said earlier, Actually, when you, you've been told you're going to fail. You only yeah, last six only months. Only last six months. That's yeah. unbelievable. Because now it's like, I mean, a lot of people do kind of surpass county and, and they start doing... Take know, it for granted. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and I'm like, I could go to county finals next year and... and I wouldn't have even thought about it if I, you know, if I wasn't doing this show and I was just interested in playing pool, you know. You know, Dave, it's sat, it's, and I'll be a lot of people know me as well. But you know, when you walk into that venue on that first day, you, you, I often think, and I thought, this wasn't for Alan Marshall, Jenny Levens, Mark Levens, John Clark, Johnny Herbert, myself, yourself, Tony yeah. Batch. They wouldn't it's, be here. That wouldn't be happening. No. And it's the most un- but honestly, even if you go out, you know after the first couple of days and you don't go into the latter stages, it's still the most unbelievable four, five nights. It's amazing. The atmosphere is, in, oh man, it's incredible. No, mate, I, I think it's brilliant. I'm, I'm, well, I'm glad you did it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad you yeah, did it. You yeah, know well, I mean? you know, <clears throat> I'd like people to come up and say, you know what, John, I didn't realise, like you just said, Dave, they take it for granted. You know, you'd like, it'd be nice to come up and say, I'll pat you on the back yeah, and shake you know what, mate? Yeah. Have one of them, John. I deserve that. Thank you. That's deserved. Um, obviously, you've ran... We'll, we'll move on a little bit. You've, you've ran kind of England youth, under-21s, you know. Juniors, yeah, all of them. All three. Youth, juniors, under-21s. Yeah, being involved with your country, what's what's that like? Great. Brilliant. You know, the mums and dads are ringing you up from London and from Doncaster and Newcastle and, you know, when does the tournament start? What's the dress code? You know, we've, we've gone from wearing shirts and waistcoats to polo shirts now and things like that. The, the buzz, you know, when you walk out with that England team. And for me, both my lads played for England. James, he didn't win the Europeans. He got to the final of the European champions in Germany. He lost to Christian Phillips. Then he, he got to the finals of the Worlds and he, he lost to Ian Roberts from Wales. He lost to two Welsh players. He got to two finals. Yeah. It's an achievement, even though yeah, he didn't win it. it yeah, he didn't win it. it. And then my me, me oldest lad, Adam, he played for Eng, uh, England since he was 11, until he was 21. And great player. But he got married, kids, never played again. Life, mate. And yeah. we were in the corn one night. This is another true story. And Ian says... We're short tonight. Is can you get us another player? I said, I'll ask our Adam if he'll come. So Adam said, I'll come, but I'm on nights, Dad. He says, but I'll have to play and go. So anyway, Ian's never met him. Right. Because Ian got involved with the England setup years in. Yeah, yeah. When it was going good. He didn't have the, he wasn't involved on the early when we had to do all the hard work. So anyway, Adam turned up broken dished. <laughs> he says he's not played for four years. I says, No, he don't play. I says, but it, John Chambers knows him. Great players, yeah. but they're the ones you don't know about who could be as good as the John Chambers and Jack Whelans and that, yeah. but it's what path you go. Do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? Do you go to work? Do you want a house? But, you know, my two boys now, they both own their own houses. But one works at Royce's, one works at EMR. They've got good jobs. Yeah, you know. it's. Uh... I know Jack's doing well now and that, but look at Lakin. And I've, I've, Lakin's been in my hands since he was 10 years old. And he's got he's got a job and he's he's just got married he's got a kid. Where is he? He's working at Royce's. 
There's no money in Paul. No. It's a shame. Like I put on uh, Carl's comments the other week, and he says about turning pro, and I said, don't turn pro because you'll make no money. Why you stay amateur? You're making it. Once he turns pro, he won't get the money matches, and he won't, you know. How many? Let's look. Watch Ultimate Pool. How many of them the same ones win it every, you know, every year? I know Shane Thompson won two, and Jack Whelan won two. Mick Hills won one. Mellon's won a couple. They're all different, you know. Declan, Declan yeah, Brennan. It's currently Tom. Dempsey. Tom Cousins won a couple, Tom Cousins, and then now yeah. Dempsey. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're all different players. That, it's like golf. You could turn up. You could have a different winner every week. Standards are ridiculous. Yeah. Would you? Would you? Have they asked you ultimate pool ever to ref? I asked before. I don't know what happened, so I can't really go into it. And they asked me last minute to go and do it, and I had COVID. Ah. And so obviously I turned them down, mm-hmm. and then they asked me again. It was like a. I don't know how again what happened, and I thought. What they wanted to pay me, it was when before they went to where they are now at Newcastle on the line, they were at uh, Savannah's at Manchester. Yeah. They wanted to pay me like £75 for refing and £25 towards my fuel. So there's like Derby to Manchester, and I thought, I don't need the money, Dave, so I, now I turned it down. Now, I, don't, I, don't, I think they get more money now. And yeah. It's actually local to me now. I'd be there in half an hour. Yeah, but it wanted it, it was it, you know there's no way I was going over there because you're starting at seven o'clock. You, you could you could be there at twelve and then you got an hour and a half ride from Manchester. So I says no, I won't doing it. And obviously they went elsewhere. And I actually got Reggie involved because Reggie's a qualified referee. Yeah, he's a he good referee. Say, yeah. You just got to keep on top of Reggie. Bless him. But he's a good referee. And I said, look, I can get you Reggie Reggie Gill. And uh, they, they said no. We, We'll go with what we got. I, I don't know. I think they got Donna Evans in the end. Okay. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I ref with Scott Price the other week. You know, and he, he's asked me. But again, it's another tournament. When you go to the, the ultimate pool, when they're doing all their tours, you're there all weekend. Yeah. So it's another weekend of you. I know what you mean, yeah. Out your life. It takes your time up. I mean, I'm going to Blackpool in November for the, the novices and then I'm going in the the fireman with our team, but it's, it's away with the lads. Now, when I went last year, I thought, I used to come here every year as a ref. Now I'm going there and enjoying it. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm looking at the referees and, I, you know, I'm leaving the arena at whatever time and going up to my room and they're still in there and I thought, I don't miss that. No. I don't miss it. That's why I say, I like the money matches. Yeah. Get them started. I've told Kyle, I said, look, Get back to 21s. These 25s and 31s are too much. You don't yeah. need to do it. He's just played 30 today. He's won 30-14. Yeah. It's cold. I don't think they need to... Be, see, this is my opinion. I don't think they need to be playing to 30. If I can't beat you over 21 frames, I think, that, you know, you're going to get your result, aren't you? Yeah. First to 19, first to 17, 21 maybe. 25s and 31s and 30s. I, I don't know why they're doing... Yeah. Jumping at that, I can understand that Ian Allen, Sean, Sean the other week when the bottle got chucked on the table and all that. You know, it's not good for Paul. No, but if they were playing first, it wouldn't have, that wouldn't have happened because the match would have been over and done with. Yeah, thirty frames, sixty frames of Paul. Yes, yeah, thirty all. Yeah, it was. It went the whole way, didn't it? It was. Yeah. A... And I seen John McDaddy. He was at because uh, he come with Tob- Tobias Bolt for that tournament to Doncaster. Yeah. 
And uh, he's been at another tournament where I refed it and all that. And he, he was on about, we're having the return. Would you come over and do it? All that stuff. And I thought, no, I wouldn't want to go to Dublin to do that. I can see that. I hope that game doesn't go ahead because I don't think it'll go well. No. 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 But you never know. You never well, know, yeah, do you? You never know. Yeah. Um, what we'll do is, because we're going we're to wrap the show up soon, but what I always do with every one of my guests is I let them have their own five-a-side team and they get to give a reason of why they've got this team. Um, I originally thought we'd do it from a referee's perspective because you've obviously refed a lot of players, but I'm going to do it from a player's perspective because you've played a lot yourself. Uh, you've played and, and coached many players, many good players. So you're going to be number one of this team. So you've got four players to pick to complete your five-a-side team. Yeah. And I'll let you take the lead. These players now, a lot of, obviously, because I'm 63 years old and I've been around a long time. But I'm going to pick players who I think would, if they were playing these rules now and they were at the top of the game, be in my team. Yeah. First of all, Dave Dolman, absolutely fantastic player, brilliant. Tommy Donlan, he's now living in Derby, but he's from Leicester, fantastic player, the disher. Then our own local boy, John Giles, obviously the Chambers brothers, and there's a few in the EBF, and we all know him and what have you. Mm-hmm. And then the other one would be Rob, uh, Robin John Chambers. I wouldn't know how to split them. Got to but take them as a pick, pair. I'd, 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 if I had to pick one, I'd pick John. You'd pick John. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people have took them as a pair in the yeah. fives, which is fair because yeah. you know. But I look, you know, they've, they've both played for me for a long time as well, and the these them two come after you, Tommy Donlins and you. Um, what's his name? Dave Dolman. Oh, the them players were about now, and this this TV pool, be be tuning in every week. Yeah, tuning in every week because they were that good. But, you know, they move on, don't they? I mean, it won't be long before you'll be saying, can you remember Carl Coe? What a great player he was. Yeah. I was in the studio with John Attridge when he played Cole Bed- Bedford and he, he was losing 9-3. Nine, nine, <laughs> the next thing, he's, he's 28 or 14 in a row. <laughs> yeah. Grow up, Kyle. Yeah. So they're me, they're me, my five players. Myself, Tommy Donlan, David Dolman, John and Rob Chambers and John Giles. Because we'll take them as a pair. Yeah. But, yeah. Great that... Uh, the 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 Texan beating. Strong I mean, team. Yeah, but I, you, when you go to the, that scenario where you've asked them all, everybody's got the favourites. Now, on another day, somebody would have chucked Andy Lucas in because what he played for me for England. Yeah, exactly. he started with me when I was England yeah. manager for the B team. That's when we had John Chambers in the B team and Andy Lucas. Believe it or not, they were B team players for England. And then obviously gone into the A side, but they'd, they'd give you your left arm to win a frame of pool for you. Yeah, they're the players you want. That's what you love, yeah. Yeah, definitely. that's what you want in your team. Like, yeah, there's a few of them like Andy Lucas's out there. So you could you could go on all day, but the, I think the best player I've I wouldn't have him in my team, but the best player I've ever seen was Mark White. He packed in and went to America, but he was he was a phenomenal talent. And when the Chambers boys were on here, I think I've mentioned that. One of the best players he's ever seen, Mark White. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I think he's still in touch with him on social media. I think Mark added me on Facebook. Yeah. Possibly. I've had a few friends. With Mark, the people getting mixed up with the Mark White that lives around here, Coventry Way. It's not that Mark White. Yeah, not no, him, no, no. Yeah. no. I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, we've spoken about players in the past that, that weren't playing these rules and things like that. What what do you reckon to the progression of Paul? I mean, there's so many people playing now, so many good players. As you said earlier, so many new faces every time you go to a venue. How do you feel the pro- progression has gone in the last kind of, well, I don't know. Phenomenal. The, the, it, it's gone from like, where you could put it, if you had two inches, now you've got 22 inches, whereas at one stage you had two inches and it was two and a half and it was stagnant, it wasn't going anywhere. Mm. Now, it's, it's going through the roof. You just, I mean, you've got kids all the time. You know, we go to the Corn Exchange and I never ever thought I'd see this on a Friday night, people waiting for an hour and a half to try and get a pool table and he's got, he's yeah, got, that's, eight, that's crazy he's got that 16 is, tables in there. <laughs> That That's is, 16 yeah. tables. That is, and then, wow. So anyway, this, this guy said to me, he said, oh, I've just come from Jack's. He told me it's a two-hour waiting list. I said, have you been down to Cubal? He says, no, I've already rung up. He says, they're waiting an hour. That's three clubs in Derby, an hour, hour and a half, and two hours, two hours. To, to get on a pool table. That's... That's the way I can describe how Paul is. Yeah. That's just in Derby, and it's it's not just Derby. No. I, like I say, I ref that game the other week at Potter's. Very quickly, they dismantled the playing area, put the tables back. Before I left, every table was on play. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. I love to see it. They must did. have been waiting for that match to finish, and then bang, they're all straight in there. On the yeah, table. Straight on the tables. Oh, I love it. You got, when I was refing at Murphy's, they've got the, the arena, I'm in there, and I'm doing my refing. You look through the glass screen, twelve tables. Everybody, every table gone. Yeah, that's how. We're, that's where we're at. A pool. Ten years ago, you'd never get that. No, you could walk in and get on yeah. a table. Not now. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. Do you do you think that? Well, no, I don't think there's anything about it. I think you've got to take some praise for that because a lot of the people, you know, I I don't play. I've said it before now. I don't play in any kind of top teams around here. I play with my brother and my mates because. I enjoy it, you know, well, well, try to when I'm not losing, but um, all of the players I play with, you know, they're trying to progress with Paul and they're not, they're not incredible just yet, but they all want to play County Paul. If they want it. That is their goal. They want to play County Paul. If they want it, Dave, they'll get it. It's as simple as, yeah. I, like I said earlier on in the, started a football tavern, I thought I want to be as, but you will know how far you're going to get. Yeah. When you, you know, you see the likes of John Chambers, no, I'm never going to be that good. So you've got to know when to draw the line. Yeah, of course. But when you're young enough, like Kyle, he's progressed, progressed. Pooch's lad. I think he's going to be a phenomenal talent. Yeah. And it's all about being with the right people who who will guide you and put you in the right direction. Mm. That's what you need. You, You know, there's a lot of unsavory characters in the poor world like anywhere else. Correct. But if you're in with the right people and what have you, you will make it to the yeah, top if you want to, you know, if you want to. I mean, I've seen so many players like progress into absolutely world beaters. I never thought it will, he'd, he'd be that good. And I watched that ultimate pool and I'm thinking, Don Cooney, I remember watching him a few years ago. He weren't that good. Great player now. Yeah. Stick it at happen. it. It can happen. Stick yeah. at it. It can happen. It's, it's like your darts. If you keep practicing, 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 you'll be getting them what, you'll be hitting them 180s. Yeah. And you can do it at pool. You can break this. I mean, the, you know, Carl's won 14 on the trot there today from that message. But I probably, he's probably dished seven times off the break and probably six of, six off the other six guys. reverse, yeah. Yeah, reverse dish. Oh, you would never have seen that 25 years ago. No. Not that standard of pool. No. And that's where we've progressed. And 
I'll tell you now that it's going to get better. Yeah, that's, the that's what I love about getting it. Yeah. Better. The tables are better. They're coming out with, diff- you know, you've got the tail short, you're wearing the logo tonight. Yeah, I've got wearing the badge, get the badge in. Yeah, you know, these guys are putting money into the game. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying it's going to be like the darts has gone, but if the right people got involved, it could do. I think so. It could do. I mean, eventually now, there's only one governing body, the PDC. Got rid of the BDO. If trouble is right now, that EPA don't want to give up the blackball. They won't amalgamate. Yeah. So you've got two codes, and they're both going strong. But like I said, they've adapted international rules. The EPA, they knew they had to, but they wouldn't work with us. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they're the, they, they're the godfathers of Paul as such. Yeah. They're not. Like I said to you, look at started with eight teams and finished. You know, we've got eighty count. You know, yeah, it's crazy. Brilliant. Listen, John, it's been absolutely amazing having you look, on the show. Look to come over. This this chat has been brilliant. I've, I've loved every minute. I really have, um, and I really appreciate you coming into the studio as no well. Because you didn't have to, but you're here, and I love it. Um, I'm just going to close the show out now. I'll let you have a little breather. Yeah, and, no uh, problem. Yeah, and uh, we'll have a little chat after. But thank you very much, John Attridge. Everyone, hope you've enjoyed that chat tonight. Couple of shout outs for myself and my sponsors, of course. First of all, Potters. You know, you've got an hour to get up there tonight and join in their cash bingo. Go up and enjoy yourself. That's going on. Um, Potters Q's launched Sunday, just gone. If you're looking for a new queue or you want to buy a present for someone, Christmas is coming up, please go and give that a look. Um, the space is left for tomorrow's competition. It's a 9.30 a.m. start. I believe it's Blackball Rules. It's £10 entry. Get in touch with Vinnie Loden if you're interested. And on the 7th of October, there's a blind scotch doubles competition um, that starts at 6pm. That is a £5 entry, and I believe it's getting drawn separately, so you could be playing with literally anybody. Um, and then lastly, for my other sponsors, Tawam, uh, you know their products, you know what's going on with them. Great stuff. I've currently got a raffle on the go. Um, I've got about 17 numbers left to fill the 100 and then I'll draw it so hopefully that'll be done by Sunday but if you'd like a go on that please get in touch it's only £2 a go and it's over £150 worth of stuff so it's not bad really um, but that's it from me tonight it's been brilliant thank you for listening in I hope you've enjoyed it and we will see you next week where there has been a change of guest it was originally Yvonne and Marie um, who unfortunately are unable to make it now so our interview next week will be with our messenger boy tonight Ben Menzies who earned his place on Chalk Talk after winning the uh, bus drivers competition up at Potters. So well done, Ben. Um, (laughs) I hope you're ready for next week, mate, because you're going to have some questions coming for sure. Uh, Thank you very much, guys. Hope you have a lovely weekend and we'll see you next week. This show is part of Microbrew Radio, Burton-on-Trent's community radio station. You can hear this and plenty of other shows over on microbrewradio.com. Find our app on the iOS or Android stores or just say Alexa, play Micro Brew Radio. And if you like what you hear, please let us know on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks. <laughs>